Bill O'Reilly here, Monday, August 3rd, 2020. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. Polls show the media losing public trust during the pandemic. Shootings rise in New York City and rent and real estate fall. Congressman Cortez calls a Catholic saint an example of white supremacist culture. Hockey players stand up for the Star Spangled Banner. Also ahead, radical billionaire George Soros is being protected. But first, the media losing more approval from Americans than any other business except the airlines. A survey from Harris asking, how has your view of the following industries changed since the start of the pandemic? Respondents dropping their opinion of the press by five points. Biggest increase in approval went to America's healthcare workers up 47%. Crime spiraling out of control in New York City. There have been more shootings in the Big Apple so far this year than in all of last year. Nearly 1,000 people have been shot as of July 31st. The NYPD confirming violent crime is up triple digits. In Brooklyn and Queens, the murder rate also rising 37% year to year. Rent prices plummeting across all five New York City boroughs. The combination of COVID and anti-police protests forcing some retailers to flee the city. Neighborhoods in Manhattan hit by riots in June, are seeing rents drop 37% on average. More than 500,000 people have left the city since March, mostly affluent taxpayers. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez labeling a statue of Father Damien of Molokai another case of systemic racism, her words. The memorial honors the Catholic saint who died helping those in Hawaii suffering from leprosy, said Ms. Cortez, quote, This is what patriarchy and white supremacist culture looks like. Of course, that is nonsense. Players from the National Hockey League standing during the anthem as the season resumes. Every member of the Carolina Hurricanes and New York Rangers respected the flag including staff and referees. Athletes in baseball and basketball are another story. Most continue to kneel. In a moment, George Soros gives hundreds of millions of dollars to radical left causes, and now he's being protected. Right back with it. At Qualcomm, we believe in staying connected, and you can see us wherever 5G is helping transform telemedicine, supporting remote education, and powering mobile PCs. The Invention Age is here. Learn more at qualcomm.com slash inventionage. Time now for the O'Reilly Update. Message of the day, cancel culture and radicalism. For decades, billionaire George Soros has been donating big money to progressive groups seeking to change America into an open society. In fact, that's the name of some Soros nonprofits, the Open Society Foundations. In essence, the soon-to-be 90-year-old Soros sees the USA as an unjust country and believes the socialism of Europe should replace our capitalist system. Soros wants to flood the American zone with foreign nationals in order to make that happen. He supports lax border enforcement, amnesty for millions of undocumented people, and putting them on the fast track to vote. That, of course, would cripple the Republican Party. 
On the criminal justice front, Soros believes the U.S. system is racist and most criminals should not be incarcerated. He favors drug legalization and does not believe selling dangerous narcotics like heroin should even be a crime. George Soros has donated hundreds of millions of dollars to people and organizations that approve of his vision, including a number of ultra-liberal state prosecutors in places that are currently seeing an explosive rise in violence. Enter Chicago Tribune columnist John Cass, who has occupied page two of that publication for decades. Cass is the Trib's lead columnist, or was until a few days ago, when he wrote an opinion piece about Soros that highlighted his funding of far-left politicians. Almost immediately, Cass was accused of being anti-Semitic in a bizarre series of attacks. If you read the Soros article, you will see no mention of the man's Jewish heritage, no reference to Judaism at all. But to those protecting Soros from scrutiny, any negative mention of his name is deemed anti-Semitic. It is truly the twilight zone of defense mechanisms. The absurdity continued with the editor of the Chicago Tribune, Colin McMahon. After receiving a letter from some woke people demanding John Cass be punished for daring to criticize the radical Soros, McMahon folded almost immediately. He very publicly demoted Cass, who refuses to apologize for writing accurately about Soros. And so the cancel culture takes another scalp, courtesy of Chicago Trib editor McMahon. Now, if you understand history, you might realize that the cancel hysteria we're seeing in America today actually began in Germany. In the early 1930s, the National Socialist Party could not get more than 37% of the vote across the nation. So the Nazis decided to silence opposition to Hitler by canceling opponents in local governments, the press, and in the schools. The Nazis used a paramilitary organization called the SA to do this, often violently. The result was Hitler's appointment to chancellor in 1933. Few dared to speak out against it. That strategy will not happen here because there are too many safeguards. But the theory is the same. Shut up voices that oppose, in America's case, the radical left. Today, the cancel culture is on a roll, becoming a powerful force of intimidation as corporations and media bow before it, as John Cass found out. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve that message by writing it. For more news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com and please join our campaign, Stand Up for Your Country. In a moment, something you might not know. Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. Doctors have long considered breakfast the most important meal of the day. 80% of Americans grab some grub before leaving the house. The other 20% wait until lunch to eat. The most popular dishes in the USA have remained pretty consistent since the 1930s. Eggs at the top of the list, sales at a 50-year high. The average household consumes more than 1,200 eggs each year. Cereal next on the menu. Folks buy 2.5 billion boxes annually. Typical American consumes close to 15 pounds of cereal a year. Be careful, though, which brands you buy. Most children's cereals contain 50% more sugar than those aimed at adults. 
If you are short on time, grab a banana. The average person eats about 27 pounds of bananas every year. Nine in 10 households purchase bananas at least once a month. Orange juice, still a breakfast staple. Most folks drink five gallons a year. It's a good source of vitamin C, but it's packed with sugar. One 12-ounce glass of OJ has 10 teaspoons of sweet sugar, about the same as a can of Coke. Around the world, folks start their day in different ways. The Japanese eat mackerel and miso soup. Yum. In Morocco, it's mint tea and grilled biscuits. People in Portugal enjoy custard tarts and fresh fruit. Russians indulge in caviar-filled crepes with beet juice. And here's something else you might not know. Regardless of where you live, the most popular breakfast item in the world is coffee. The USA continues its love affair with caffeine, with the average consumer drinking 95 gallons a year. 95 gallons. Older Americans prefer their own brew at home, while millennials and younger people like to grab a very expensive latte out of one of those very expensive coffee stores. A typical American between the ages of 25 and 34 spends more than $2,000 a year on coffee. Wow, 2000 bucks a year. Back after this. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you. 